Running Buds. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Running Buds podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Lambrix, and the smooth, sweet, baritone voice you're about to hear is my running bud and podcast partner, Steve McNamee. How are we doing today, Steve? I am great, Charlie. I've never been described as a baritone, so I am flattered, I believe. I think what would you call yourself? I don't know. You know, I don't have a good sense of my voice. Sometimes listening back to these podcasts uh, is horrifying to me because I don't think I sound like that. But You're not but, a bass, and I don't think you're high enough for a tenor, so I thought that was everything in between was baritone. But, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> the smooth and sweet part is definitely still applies. I love it. I love uh, it. This is it, Steve. Uh, this crazy idea we had of making a podcast is a reality. reality. This is episode one. And we talk about race shirts and running wear. But it's so exciting to actually put our thoughts into the great ether that is the internet. Yep. And we're further evidence that any two jerks with smartphones can and will make a podcast. Uh, Hey, a smartphone's in a dream. Speaking of smartphones, how about you give uh, our listeners what uh, what our social media stuff is? Yes, we are able to be contacted. Sorry to put that in the passive form. We can be contacted at, on Gmail, budgerunning at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we can be contacted at budsrunning. That's right. Uh, the name of the podcast is Running Buds, and the more obvious uh, email and Twitter handle uh, were taken, so podcast is running buds but uh our stuff is buds running and uh please please reach out to us if you have any feedback um on this first episode we talk about like i said race shirts and running wear and steve actually already shared on our twitter uh, a picture of me after my first half marathon uh when i was not yet a real runner and i did not have know how to dress uh for for a race or running so if you have any funny um, pictures of you kind of uh, finishing a race, looking uh, a little disheveled or not quite knowing what to wear, or you have any old school uh, uh, clothes that, that really aren't around anymore or out of style, please send them to us. We'd love that feedback. Absolutely. Uh, on our Twitter and email. And uh, if you wish to follow us on Strava, you can find me, um, just Charlie Lambricks. My current picture is the same picture for the uh, the podcast, so it should be easy enough to find. I noticed that. I wanted to change mine. I, I'm technologically behind, so I have not done that yet. But uh, yeah, I think once we go live, I am doing that as well. Good. Well, yeah. we're going live today. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. With uh, I think we got out, got that all out of the way. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here is episode one. Uh, race racing shirts and running wear running buds can you hear me steve i am on charlie good to hear your voice again yes we had a crash there i was rambling about the ogden marathon but all said and done it went well it was fun it's over let's get into our topic all right let's do that what are we talking about this week steve I think today we have to cover some issues of fashion and style in the running community. Um, so we're talking short shorts, technical shirts, neon colors, 
dry fit, etc. You know, let's I face just... we are posers, Charlie. We are posers. <laughs> when we run, we are absolute posers. I just sent you a picture. I want you to check that out when it comes through and let me let myself and the seven people listening tell us tell us what you see. Um, okay. Well, what stands out is I see a man in green. Okay, yeah. This, if you, if I don't know if you are, can tell or not, but that is me. Uh, about okay. three, that is you. <laughs> three seconds after I finished my first ever half marathon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just go ahead and either start from the top up or the. Uh, oh, what are you top, wearing? Okay. Top down or bottom up, and uh, yeah, let, right. let me let us. Okay, so what we have here is somebody that clearly looks like they're finishing their first half marathon. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start at the bottom with your shoes, and I, I'm Thank gonna you, guess because that's that's the only actual running thing. Oh, maybe the shirt. That's pretty much it. All goes downhill from the shoes. So yeah. All right. So the shoes I'm looking at, they they appear they're probably bought on sale or clearance. Cool. My first time. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, all right, so working our way up, uh, it does appear that the runner in question has tights on. Yes. Beneath is now beneath a pair of shorts. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I right. it, to give myself credit, it was well. <laughs> yeah, it was chilly that day by my standards. It was probably about forty-five, maybe high forties, and off and on sprinkling of rain. So I thought, clearly, I need uh, running tights for this. Okay, but your standards then, or your standards now? Because the there's oh, uh, obvious. Uh, well, wearing. you you can see by the the ladies next to me that uh, <laughs> that it was by running standards, it was not tights weather. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, that's where I was going with that. So working our way up, I see a long sleeve T-shirt. That's untucked. Yep. Uh, maybe another shirt above the, that shirt, and then a third shirt over top of that shirt. Very good, Steve. You did deduce that there are two cotton uh, t-shirts, one of the long sleeve variety, and then realizing, hey, I need to look like a real runner here, and finding a the single technical, what I considered a bright, bold colored shirt to go on top of that. So yes. <laughs> Okay, and I'm almost positive. I don't remember exactly, but I'm almost positive. But under those running tights, you will find uh, boxer underwear, not boxer briefs, <laughs> just the full wrinkling, and thus the the shorts overneath, so I don't look like I'm smuggling papers throughout the entire half marathon. No, now do you recall did you chafe? I don't think I did. Uh, okay, surprisingly, yeah, I don't think I did. Okay, so you might have been led to wear the boxers again on a future run. Uh, you didn't learn your lesson that day, obviously. I I might have for a while. I don't think I wore my first uh, pair of running shorts uh, for hmm, probably months after that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I used to All wear right. just boxers and athletic standard like basketball or athletic shorts. Uh, and then things to top things off, I've got uh, 
a snow cap of uh, from wrestling, but I was getting a bit warm, so by the finish area, I had flipped up the sides of the snow cap so my ears could be exposed. <laughs> so the, the ears can catch air. <laughs> yeah. Like radiating. And I actually thought that was really smart while I was running it because I'd get a little warm. I would had this thing. I could expose the ears, cool off, and then bring it back down and uh, warm back up. And, you know, that was that was nice. By the time this airs, hopefully we have the Twitter uh, set up and we can we can post that picture so people can see for themselves. Well, it will I, be posted. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also just the, the look of just exhaustion and the body position in that photo, I thought was really something. It is. It is. It's 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 a it's a combination of exhilaration and dejection. Uh, yeah. That maybe you went over your head. Um, but yeah, y- your posture is not good. The thing that really kills me about the, the clothing is the second cotton T-shirt. I almost understand the long sleeve and then the technical over the top, but I think I needed that extra warmth of another short sleeve t-shirt between there. Clearly I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, when you have any kind of hobby, uh, what, be it, uh, riding Harleys or running or anything in between, you can almost kind of identify people, by the clothing there's an entire billion dollar industry i i'd assume uh we don't look things up on this podcast that uh that is specifically uh even outside of shoes themselves just running apparel running shorts running shirts um jackets uh hats gloves just everything and what i'm kind of curious that is how much of that is really practical I'd say probably most of it kind of starts there. How much of that is for fashion itself just to look cool? And how much of it sort of in that same vein is to say, I am a runner. This is what I do. Because uh, from that picture of me after that first marathon, I am not a runner. And this is not what I usually do. And that is like told through that picture just by what I'm wearing. So, yes. Steve. What what yeah. what do you generally wear on a run? What do you what is your like go to purchases for your your everyday running? And I realize you living in a four season area that there's probably a, an extensive wardrobe. There is, yeah, Charlie, and I I think I'm a little bit of I'm I'm a typical runner in that I do like. The flashy stuff. I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for that, probably. Sure. Um, the name brand gear um, and the Nike. I think there's a movement afoot, especially among race shirts, that they're starting to get cheap. So I'm not as excited about race shirts as I used to be. Mm. Um, like, I. After a race, I would throw on the race shirt and I would strut around for you know the rest of the day wearing the race shirt, hoping to get noticed or hoping to either run into people that are also wearing the race shirt. Hey, you know, hey, I, I did that race Dude, kind of I, thing. I did that exact thing this morning. 
Sundays <laughs> is a trail run meetup, and um, I put on this Ogden Marathon shirt, which yeah. admittedly I don't even like this shirt. It's off brand. It's long sleeve. It doesn't really. There's nothing really great about it. And uh, you know what though? I wore it this morning, and I uh, got the question I was hoping. Did you run oh. the marathon yesterday? Oh. Isn't it great to wear a shirt that's got today's date on it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, da- you're damn right I did. And yet I'm still oh. here. Still here. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so that I- leads me to a story real quick. Years ago, there was a race here in town. You can hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was a race here in town. It was called the Chicken Run. And it was, I mean, it's a traditional fall run. Um, it's, it's part of something called the chicken fest. So everything's chicken themed, chicken dinner, 5k, you get a shirt afterwards. It's a cotton shirt. And of course it's got a chicken on it. So that day after the race, I had things to do. And one of the things I had to do was go buy a car. We needed a car. So I show up to the dealership with my wife chicken and on. Yeah, with a chicken shirt on. And, and of course, we have to go through the whole rigmarole of picking out the car, which we kind of knew what we wanted. But then you have to go to the office. And then you have to start with the heavy negotiations. Exactly. Point, yeah, why did you wear that? Because he's going to just build rapport with you immediately. Yeah. He's just going to start well, buttering you up. That's what all these salespeople are looking for, just for an in to be like, hey, I'm not some just asshole selling you a car. I'm your buddy. What is an in I can get with you? And you gave him the chicken shirt. Well, I, actually, this was worse because it was not even an in. As I'm trying to negotiate, I became aware that the cartoon chicken on my shirt. You know, I'm up against a guy in a tie or a golf shirt, and here I've got a cartoon chicken on my shirt while I'm trying to get him to knock three thousand dollars off the car, and he's just, no, no, no deal, no deal. Take it or leave it. And One I was just utterly defeated. <laughs> very underrated movie quote forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, the guy just runs into his ex. That's all you really need to know for background. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And he says to the guy next to him, I wish I wasn't wearing this stupid effing shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how I felt. Now, at the race, I felt like. A king, but you go outside of that environment, and now you're suddenly trying to, you know, buy a car or or look cool somewhere, look tough. Yeah, I didn't and, even and, think um, of your your lack of professionalism. I thought for sure that that the sales guy was just gonna butter you up <laughs> with that. But regardless, yeah, God, it feels good. I, feels good to wear that race shirt, even when it's a crappy one, just to bask in the achievement. It's not as it's it's so much more subtle than just wearing the medal around later, which I feel like my personal thing is you wear the medal, you go around that area, maybe you find an establishment to eat or drink right afterwards. Go ahead, keep the medal on. After that shower yeah. though, that post race shower, come on. Come on, put the medal away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the shirt, and it's a little more subtle. It's a little more subtle. Somebody's got to be paying attention to give those compliments. That's true. That's true. And, you know, the medals are getting more and more gaudy. So, I mean, they're getting larger, and now they're coming with, like, little spinny devices or mm-hmm. lights, or they're just getting out of hand. But shirts, 
I mean, there's there shirts are always shirts. I mean, they're yes. not always attractive, but it's always something you can just throw on and wear outside of running. I and think, maybe get noticed, maybe not. I think we both do enough races that we have more race shirts than than we ever will need. <laughs> I like wearing yeah. race shirts to run in in general. It's always just fun. A, they're usually a technical shirt, so it's something light or whatever, especially if it's a nice one, if it's a Brooks or a Nike one. I wear my 2014 Second Soul, Soul to Soul shirt at least once a week because it's just a solid, bright, breathable, good Brooks technical shirt. So that's definitely something I do. But I've got so many at the time now. And you're, like you said, they're getting cheaper that uh, I prefer the cotton shirts now because I like wearing shirts now not when I'm not running just as much as I do when I am. I'm just kind of a jeans and a t-shirt guy most of the time. So um, so my go-to is, is always the cotton gray shirts when I'm out and about. Yeah, I'm with you there. And in fact, last night here in town, we were out at dinner and I saw a race shirt somebody else was wearing that is a shirt I did. And I just had to. I couldn't yeah. help myself. I, I have that shirt. In other words, I did that race too. Yes. And you know, we all do know, that. That's yeah. part of why you wear it. I So I end the conversation with this guy I've never met before at dinner. Awkwardly, I just said, well, we're brothers now. And he kind of laughed and we went our separate ways. And I mean, I don't know how weird it was. I'm sure my, my wife thought it was a strange thing to say. And it was a strange thing to say. But, you know, you feel that little bit of kinship with with a guy wearing a, you know, a turkey trot shirt from probably 10 years ago. And hey, whatever works, right? I mean, it is. It is. I mean, we there is a kindred spirit. I mean, we do things. We we get out in the morning. We run in the rain. We get on the. The trails, uh, uh, we, we, we all suffer together. We know whether you're just a 5K runner or you do ultra marathons, every, but you see somebody in that race shirt and you're like, oh, they kind of get it. They, they, they know the pain that is this, this hobby. So yeah, it is, it is cool to make that connection out in the wild. Yes. So then as an extension of that, Runners tend to wear, I've noticed, and I'm probably like this myself, and I maybe you are as well, but even non-race shirts, we tend to wear the more athletic type Nike shirts, maybe not tech shirts, but name brand type shirts that make us look like, I mean, we're not athletes per se. I mean, we're athletic, but. Absolutely. I, I wear even, even non, uh, uh, race stuff uh, a quarter zip uh, is my go-to sweatshirt out in the public nothing to do with the race it's just quarter zip yeah put yeah. it on yeah and I do too and it, it kind of just goes to like what race shirts kind of started but running clothes just sort of over time take over your wardrobe and it yeah. becomes almost who you are so like you, the picture that we started out with of you finishing your first marathon with completely i'm half marathon marathon, completely wrong clothes you know little by little that's gotten chucked out of your drawers and now i'll bet it's it's full of lycra and all the the moisture wicking materials like like probably never before well the 
the the tights there still got them so now is there anything that you feel is reserved for just the fastest runners that like i would love to wear that that looks so cool but come on i'm not nearly fast enough that is for like the best of the best is there anything clothing or apparel wise that you feel is uh, out of limits because of just not being an elite you know i i don't know that there's a shirt i can think of i mean the obvious answer i think is probably the nike four percent shoes that you can purchase online and i mean they're they're the shoes that are pretty much tailor-made for elites and then they've filtered their way into the for the masses and it's only yeah. expensive enough that not everybody can buy them and you can't go to a running shop and buy them and right. thus you can't try them on. So you really have to buy into the whole concept of having these shoes and thinking they're going to make you better before you take the plunge. And of course you can return them, but it just seems that anybody that wants them is committed to shaving seconds or maybe minutes off of a marathon. And yeah. it's, I don't know that I would do it. I think you, I have, I'm perfectly happy with shoes that aren't Nike four percents that I don't feel like I'm losing anything, but sure. They'd be nice to have. Yeah. That does definitely sets a tone that you're at least willing to spend several hundred dollars on shoes. Yeah. That's a good one. I didn't even think of that. I can't think of anything for guys per se. Um, I think going, doing a race with no shirt always kind of sort of sets a tone about a person, but I I can't even think of an elite person really even doing that. So it's not so much how fast you have to do that. But the only ones I can think of is actually for women. And it's like, for lack of a better term, like the underwear shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd have to imagine. if you're like a four plus hour marathoner, you're not you're not rocking the, the underwear <laughs> shorts. Then that's something reserved for the the front of the pack. Yeah, no, I I I'd wonder if that is the idea is that it's comfort to the extent that you're sh- shaving off seconds from your time, or if it's just a, strictly a fashion thing. Like, I mean, I can wear it, so I'm gonna wear it. Well, I think as runners, we we don't exactly have, and this is guys even more so than, than women, we don't have these desirable, you know, objectively desirable or attractive bodies. We're very thin up top and, uh, and then have these muscular legs. So I feel like the same reason that guys generally like the better the elite athlete, maybe the shorter the shorts they wear are maybe that's something for us guys i think split shorts you got to be real fast to pull those off uh it is it's these are these good looking legs so i think these women it's just like hey i've busted my tail to be i'm gonna set it at three hours i think even for women you got to be like a three if i was a woman and i was like 305 310 i'd still be hesitant to go with the uh the underwear shorts but if i was flirting with sub three which is pretty much a leap for women right that i would uh i would i would do that and, and of course that's just a race thing how much of a psycho would you look at like 
wearing little underwear shorts just out on a trail run on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah, it would be the ultimate poser move. Back to anybody that's going to get out there and uh, sweat it out and put the miles in and wear what makes you feel good, wear what you think looks good, wear what makes you feel fast. And if it's an expensive, entirely reflective jacket from Nike, then, hey, makes you feel good, gets you out the door, and you can afford it. Why not? Teach their own. But I have uh, special respect for the person that's fast that shows up looking like a homeless person with maybe an inside oh. sweatshirt and a cab sticking out and like oh, literally in the dark and you know threw on whatever they could feel and never looked at themselves. I mean, I know plenty of those runners, and I kind of I can if I don't lay my clothes out, that's that's how it that's how it's gonna be. Just oh take yeah. It the guy with the huge beard, the entire entirely wearing cotton, uh, busting out like yes. five fifty miles. Yeah, that's 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 obviously a good one. Now that's a cool move. I mean, to go okay. the opposite. All right, I think we're probably about ready to wrap this thing up. Then uh, I'm going to end this with a song, and it's going to be the the great Bob Seger, guy who oh, yeah. I just saw in concert. Uh, a couple months ago, he's on his farewell tour. He is. Him, and he, he is, yeah. Wrapping things up this summer in Michigan, of course. Uh, but I caught him with some friends out in, in Los Angeles. And a song that I've always just wanted to like but never could was Like a Rock. And just because uh, one of his more famous ones, the big famous uh, slide guitar solo during it. But... Uh, forever associated with Chevy trucks. Chevy trucks, absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a, a song that certainly made that man a ton of money, and uh, but it always felt like kind of a, a style-out type thing, that, and I'm always, I always thought of Chevy trucks when I hear that song, but now, actually, during the concert, he introduced it, and he said that uh, he wrote that song um, he might have been in his 30s or whatever when he wrote it, but he wrote it about how he felt in high school when he was on the track team. He was on oh, the track really? team. Yeah, he did the two-mile event, and he said he just wrote that song about getting up early on a Saturday morning, getting out, going for a run, and afterwards just, just feeling invincible. And, uh, and, and so, like, that little quick introduction and then him talking about it, uh, playing it, it, it made the shift for me. I don't think of Chevy trucks anymore. I hear that song and I just want to go into my folder of pictures of me running races and my favorite, uh, my favorite running clothes and just sort of like, yeah, uh, it's not the only reason we do this, but we, we do this to feel good and look good and, the clothes are part of that, and after getting that nice run in on a Saturday or doing a race, you, you do feel like a million dollars, and uh, yeah, so that's it. The late, well, I picture that. Late, oh my goodness, I just almost, uh, I almost just called uh, Bob Seger dead, I almost said late great, but just the great oh. <laughs> Bob, Bob Seger, like a rock. So next I time, Steve. All right, Charlie. It was Wait, fun. you were about to say something. You were about to picture Bob Seger. No, I can't. I, the image I have in my head is a very well-dressed 
Bob Seger, 17 years old with that beautiful head of hair mullet and a full beard about to take the track. Yeah, I totally see him rocking the total cotton look like the guy we were talking about earlier. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Bob Seger. 